0: Hi guys, welcome back to our Millennial Journey Podcast. This is Ruthie. Okay. Oh, was a oh, shot. oh my gosh. Stress. <laughs> Perfect segue. All right. All right, guys, so we had to make sure that everything was okay. This is Abby. This is Ruthie. And today we are going to be talking about stress because um, these past few days have been super stressful these past few weeks, actually. Yeah. Wait, what's that quote from The Office? <laughs> Wait, what is that? I've been having a bad day the entire year, actually, or, like, something it's like that. Oh, whole year, actually. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going through a rough patch <laughs> the whole year, actually. Uh, uh, I don't know why it is mood. about 2020, but Michael Scott has become so relatable, really like is. literally. Oh, uh, anyways, we have a bunch of notes and a bunch of good stuff because Ruth actually, wow, well, I can't speak. <laughs> Ruth actually just learned about this in school, so we have a lot of stuff, and we think it'll really help you. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. So, I feel like stress has become, like, so normalized in our society mm-hmm. that it's, like, even joked about, you know, like, especially with our generation, we'll be like, oh, how are you? Uh-huh. stressed, depressed, but well-dressed. Like, you know, whatever. <laughs> just, like, stupid stuff like that. Yeah. Or it's just, like, there's all these memes about being stressed and, like, people don't really take it seriously, but there's actually, like, really serious... There's a lot of repercussions that can that come from, from it. Yeah. From stress. And I feel like that's one of our coping mechanisms to stress it's is humor. that we just joke about it. Yeah, I feel that. Which I actually was gonna ask you that. Maybe I should wait. I'm asking you about that. I'll wait. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Are you gonna remember? <laughs> yeah, I'll remember it. I promise. Okay, so I you promise. guys have to stay and listen. It's um a clickbait, <laughs> <laughs> a cliffhanger. <laughs> All right. So I looked up the definition of stress and it came up as stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, or nervous. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. So kind of going off of that, um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about like how your body actually reacts to stress. There's this thing in your body called your sympathetic nervous system. And it's like in charge of the fight or flight response, which is kind of more common. You've probably heard of it before. With stress, your body can't differentiate between whether you're stressed about a test or something like simple like that, or whether you're being chased by a bear. Like it literally can't distinguish between the two. So anything that stresses your body out a little bit is going to trigger the fight or flight response. So with this response, it does a lot of things to your body. It increases your heart rate. It increases your blood pressure it makes you like breathe faster it gives you like headaches and you're sweating and all that stuff so like i said this is in response to any stressor going off of like your body reacting to stress there are a bunch of different types of stress as well so in school i learned about something called you eustress which is good stress for your body so it's like it motivates you to do something so like for me I know that I have a test coming up this week, so it motivates me to study for that test. But then there's also distress, which is the bad stress that's like, you know, like tragedy happens or like something like that and it puts straight on you. Like, that's bad. It's putting negativity. It's not motivating you to do something. It's actually really interesting that you mentioned that because I just watched a documentary this past week and it's called Heal. It's on Netflix and I really recommend if you get a chance to watch it to do it because it opened my eyes to a lot of things so basically it was talking a lot about chronic illnesses and how your diet and stress is one of the main causes of it and it was saying exactly like you were saying about the fight or flight that your body can't distinguish between that so it creates all this like extra like what what is it like causes your body to work harder because it's compensating for like an attack. Yeah, it was saying it was releasing, like, endorphins or something. Yeah, so it releases a bunch of different, like, neurotransmitters that causes all these changes to happen in your body. So like it releases like dopamine and that causes everything to increase in your body and stuff. So basically I was talking about how there's three different kinds of stressors. There's environmental, there's physical and there's emotional. So environmental is obviously whatever is going around you in your world. Physical is like if you were to get into a car accident or something or you're, like, like you're that. sick or something. Yeah, that's gonna cause physical stress to your body. And then there was emotional, which is definitely the thing that I struggle with the most. When I was watching that, I was like, holy crap. And I am currently dealing with chronic illness right now. And it's been going on for probably three or four years. And I've been to all these doctors. None of them can find out what's wrong. And they were saying in there that people with chronic illnesses, most of the time it's labeled as autoimmune because the body is attacking something in your body, but they can't pinpoint the cause of it. They're just diagnosing the symptoms that come from it. So it was saying that when stress goes into your body and you don't have a way of releasing it, that it's going to find a weak point in your body and it's going to put the stress there. So if you were a football player and you had knee injuries, the stress is going to go to there and it's going to manifest into like more physical problems, basically what I was saying. So that was definitely really eye-opening for me because I realized that I had a lot of emotional stress and trauma that I thought I had dealt with, but I was kind of pushing it to the side and not fully dealing with it. Thank you for bringing that up. So that's why I think it's manifested into these problems because I didn't have an outlet for it. Okay, I'm so. so excited that you said that. <laughs> okay, so two things. One, the thing that you were saying about the stress, like, I literally have that written down because we learned about it in school, mm-hmm. about it, like, needing to manifest somewhere because it's not supposed to be in your body. Right. Like, you know, your body is trying to get rid of, like, toxins and stuff like that Which all the can time. we just talk about, like, our bodies are so amazing. Okay, I know. <laughs> That's why, like, in this section of school, I'm, like, fascinated. Like, I don't think I've ever been more invested into, like, a section in School than I am now. Anyway, yeah. so that's beside the point. No. Okay, back to my question. So I was gonna ask you what you oh, think. Perfect. The cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's been uh ten minutes in, maybe. All right. Thank you for making it this far. <laughs> Um, okay, so I was going to ask you what you think that your defense mechanism is. Okay, so first, Abby told me that I should talk about defense mechanisms and that there's, like, different kinds before I ask her about it. Because I'm the only one that knows about them. And also, I think it's helpful for them to be able to pinpoint what their defense mechanism is. Yeah. All right. so there's a bunch, but I'm going to try and go through them quickly. So there's altruism, which basically is, like, when you're stressed, you go out and you help other people to, like, get over stuff. So, like, an example was, like, a person's spouse died from a drunk driver, so then they went out and, like, would help other people who had lost their spouses. Mm-hmm. Sublimation is whenever you, like, convert your stress into something else, into, like, a positive outlet. So, like I was telling Abby, my dad, when he's stressed, he vacuums the house. So, that's, like, sublimation. Or if you exercise when you're stressed, that's, like, another thing of sublimation. Um, Obviously, there's humor, so like Chandler. Suppression is when you like consciously choose to not deal with something right now. So it's like you're stressed about something and you understand that it's there and you understand that you have a stressor, but you choose to not think about it at the moment. Repression is unconsciously pushing something away. So like let's say a really traumatic event happened and then like someone will ask you about it years later and you can be like, I don't even remember what happened. Like, you understand that you went through something, but you can't remember any of the details from it. So it's kind of like you force yourself to forget what happened. Yeah. Displacement is whenever, like, you're transferring anger. So, like, your boss yells at you, and then you go and Mm. yell at someone else. Reaction formation is compensation. If you don't like kids, you're going to go out and become a teacher for kids. yeah that's like (laughs) you're overcompensating oh my god yeah it's really weird somatization as whenever it's revealed through physical level so like we were talking about your body so it's like your body's like subconscious defense mechanism do you think that that also is a result of suppression like we were saying because it doesn't have an outlet so then in turn it causes i think that would be a result of repression because it's they're both unconscious defense mechanisms Mm. So, like, with suppression, like I said, you know that it's there, but you're just choosing to deal with it at a later time. Gotcha. So, undoing is compensating for something. So, like, if you get in an argument and you go and you buy something for someone to, like, <laughs> apologize for it, that's undoing. Rationalization is just, like, explaining why you did something. So, like, if someone is an so alcoholic... Justifying yeah, it. justifying the act. So, like, if something happens and you're like, well, I did that because of this or because mm. you did this. Yeah. Passive aggression... Is whenever, like, you're mad at someone and you don't express it to them verbally, but you'll do little things to, like, get back at them. Yeah. Acting out, obviously, that's just lashing out at someone. So you're stressed and you just yell at people. Dissociation and, um, like, depersonalization is when you just, like, distance yourself from it. So, dissociation is when you say that you don't remember what happened. Devaluation is when you, like, if you hear someone talking about someone else and they're like, oh my goodness, that person is so great. And you'll be like, no, actually, they're not. You're taking away value from the person that they're uplifting. Idealization is whenever you think of, like, the best possible situation. So, it's like if you get in a relationship with someone and you're like, oh my goodness, they're the best person in the world. That's idealization. This all has to do with stress. Mm Mm-hmm. These are all defense mechanisms. Interesting. Splitting is whenever it's like, it goes along with devaluation. So like you think someone's the best and then something bad could happen and you'll be like, oh my goodness, you're the worst person ever. And then projection is you just like taking your blame and putting it on someone else. Mm -hmm. So I was also saying that's denial is a part of it too. Mm -hmm. So you escape it by ignoring. Okay, so that was obviously really interesting to listen to. And I feel like I could be like a couple different of them but probably it's because I repress it that in turn it's manifesting through health problems yeah but some of the things you were saying like some of the coping mechanisms I think not all of them were bad some no, of them were, were really good ones there's kind po- of like sublimation stuff. is positive yeah. it's like instead of taking it out on someone else you're doing something to release that stress or like altruism as you're helping other people you know stuff like that yeah so I if definitely you do any of those good job <laughs> way to go I definitely think mine is suppression I consciously put it to the side because I'm like I don't have time to deal with this right now yeah you do say that a lot literally like, I don't have time for this. like because I'm in school so I'm like I don't have time to take the time to think through what I'm stressed about like I know that I'm stressed I understand that it's there but I don't have time to deal with it right now yeah that's really bad I know <laughs> <laughs> It's really bad. I think I even wrote that down. I was like, I do that a lot. I also feel like I take on a lot of the stress from other people. Okay, I have that written down that I think empaths struggle with stress, especially Mm. because they're the ones that are always there for other people. So they're taking on the weight of all these other people's problems. And if you don't have a way to properly release that, then it's going to cause a lot of problems. I think they were saying that, like, therapists a lot tend to, like, commit suicide because they take on all these other people's problems. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it also is hard because I feel like people who are empathetic feel things a lot deeper than other people feel Mm -hmm. things. Because it's, you enter into their situation. Right, you're stepping into their shoes. Which I was talking to you about this the other day, that I think it's definitely not an issue, but... It's like a character trait that's really prevalent in like millennials and like Gen Zs. Yeah. It's like we step into people's shoes and like take on their stress whereas like boomers don't really yeah, like they, they sympathize with people and they're yeah. like oh they like Yeah, that's they sad keep, like removed from the situation yeah, 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 instead yeah. of entering into it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is again why they don't really like
1: have, have mental health yeah, issues. have mental health issues. Yeah.
0: It's so interesting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And even, like, going along with that, like, the way that we cope with stress has a lot not only to do with, like, defense mechanisms, obviously, but, like, our personality traits and also, like, the way you were raised, who you surround yourself with, and, like, spiritual background as well. Yeah. So it was saying, obviously, if you come from a more religious background, like, you have that, like, higher power that you can go to. And, like, release that stress. But if you don't have that, a lot of people are like, well, I don't have anyone that I can go to. So then they, like, kind of keep it in more. Okay, what you were saying about religion, Mm -hmm. that's super interesting. Because, obviously, Ruth and I grew up in a very religious background. And mental health was not talked about at all because anxiety was not talked about okay. at all because they said you shouldn't have that because you have God like, right but also think consider like who was leading the church and what age they were yeah a boomer yeah so they can't deal with that they don't have like those mental health issues and also yeah it was like considered sinful which again it said that in like my book as well that like religious people like they think that it's sinful so they don't say anything to anyone yeah so again you're keeping it in yeah And that's really bad for you. Yeah. And we're going to talk on anxiety and everything in a different podcast, but the times that I felt the most anxious was when I was there. Yeah. Which you would think that shouldn't happen because you're surrounded in this, like, environment of God. But also, like, I don't think we didn't know what it was either. So it's because we didn't know, we didn't know how to properly deal with it. Right, exactly. So there's, like, definitely, like, a deficit in, like, the knowledge there. Because if you don't know what it is, you just think it's normal. which is what you said too is that like it's so normalized and stuff like that you know okay another thing that I wanted to mention is I recently have taken up morning meditation because in the documentary the thing that I was saying was there's like nine things they studied a group of 100 people that focused more not on like the medical way of treating their like chronic illnesses they did more like diet changes and then more mental yeah more holistic which is definitely more me it was saying that Obviously, meditation, like taking in more positive thoughts and releasing negative thoughts, and like truly being able to heal. So I was like, "Wow, that's something I definitely need to work on." And obviously, because I do have the religious background, it's half and half. It's like giving it to God, like the things that I can't control, but then also taking the steps that I need to help my mental health be right and what it can and be. And I think that that was like a huge. That's another like huge factor because it's like we're told. And I wanna be really careful with how I say this, but like how we grew up it was like only give it to God because he's the only one that like can fix everything. Which Which is true. That is very true. But you also have to be doing the steps necessary. It's like if you were diagnosed with it with well, an illness and it was like, oh, okay, you went to the doctor or whatever, and they were like, you have this incurable disease or whatever, or you have this disease, this chronic illness, and you're just like, well, no, that's not going to happen to me because God's going to take care of it or he's going to miraculously heal me. Like, No. You still have to be doing what it takes. And to have the faith that God will take your actions and then... Right. Because it's like a whole big thing in the Bible. Like you take those steps out in faith, but you still are taking steps. You're still actively doing something. There is an example of people saying like, oh, if you're stranded out in the middle of the ocean in a rowboat and you're like constantly waiting for someone to come rescue you and like all these ships are going by and like you're you're not not doing doing anything, anything. Yeah, that's exactly it's the It's same principle. Interesting. So, wow. so anyways, good. <laughs> like I was saying is I've recently, like literally just in the past, I think three or four days, I've been focusing on doing the morning meditation and it helps me so much because I do a lot of times have racing thoughts or like stuff like that and it just helps me to like... Quiet my mind and reassure myself. And before, like, the reason why I never started it before is because of the background that we had that, like, meditation was so, like, frowned upon. Like, frowned upon and made fun of, I feel like. Because it's oh, like, yeah. oh, only hippies do that, or, or whatever. only stuff monks like do that. that. But it's like, you look at these people and their, like, way of life, and if they're living a happy life, like, why wouldn't you want to try and recreate that for yourself? Yeah. Like, if you have proven steps, again, that are out in front of you, steps that you can take, like, why wouldn't you want to do that? Especially just because you're it's, too prideful to do right, that. Right, especially if it's proven by, like, science or whatever. Like, who created science? Yeah. God created science. Oh. So, like, you're following God. It's just through science. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, there's so it's much like God's can going Showing us, it's like, like yeah. Why his, do you... his things that he left behind for us exactly? Yeah, like why do you think this was discovered? Because God put it into place to be discovered by us to use. That's like God created, like had people discover medicine. Why? Okay. Well, (laughs) Abby doesn't really believe in medicine. Like, I do to a point. No, so do I. Another thing they were saying in the documentary is they had a bunch of people that, like, were in the medical or, like, science field. Like, this one guy was, like, a pharmacist, but he was on the end of, like, actually creating the drugs, so he was talking about, like, his scientific background. It was really interesting. The more holistic type of medicine, which is, like, the more diet and lifestyle is, like, Eastern, Mm -hmm. but Western medicine is obviously, like, drugs and, like, all because that stuff. Because we want a quick fix. We just want it to be fixed right away. Yeah. We just treat see, we the We don't si- care about the sure. extra. Right. Yeah. We just okay. treat the symptoms that we see. So, what I was saying is, like, medicine was first, like, it first came around. I think it was saying all the way back to, like, Isaac Newton or something like that, and he compared the body to a machine. So, it's like, we have all these different levers and gears, and if something goes wrong with this lever here, then we just need to find out how to fix that lever or that gear. Mm-hmm. So like, or you like know, instead pricing. of giving it yeah. more oil, it's like, oh, we're going to give you this medicine for this. Mm-hmm. So, but it was saying Western doctors only look at The symptoms, they don't focus on getting down to the root cause, which, like, more holistic doctors do that. So they're saying they prescribe all these different drugs that treat these symptoms, but then, you know, you see the commercials that's like, side effects may include blah, 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 or even death, and it's, like, way worse stuff than the symptoms that you're trying to treat. And they're saying they call them side effects, but they're not actually side effects. They're direct effects of that medicine being in there that's not supposed to be in there. Yeah. So, yeah, you might treat that specifically symptom that's popping up but like you have all these other ones too. Yeah I definitely think that like the way that I look at medicine is it gives your body just a break for a little bit.
1: Like Mm -hmm. you
0: know what I mean? Like if your body is constantly fighting this disease or it's constantly overworked and stressed like if you take medicine it takes over the natural hormones and chemicals in your body and it gives it a break. Yeah. Like that's how I look at it but if you're constantly just like Like, even in school, we're taught, like, we're given a list of symptoms, and it's like, what do you think is happening, and what are you going to get for it? That's what we're taught. It's not like, okay, why is this happening? And what are we going to do to treat the root cause? Like, there's, like, rare times that it's like, oh, you treat the underlying cause. Okay, well, people don't want to wait that long to figure out what's going on. They just want a quick fix and, like, take care of it now. That was a random uh, rabbit trail. (laughs) Oh, Going, I think going back to what you were saying, like, your mind is so oh, crazy, yeah. like, powerful. Yeah. Like, you don't understand how much power your mind possesses, like, and just, like, the ability to regulate everything and to, like, rid your body of stress and, like, all that stuff. Like, it's insane. So, it's funny because the Heal documentary started out with this girl saying, think about when you're a little kid and you're outside, you fall off your bike, you scrape your knee, like, you wash it out. And then you're like your body heals itself. Now we've gotten to the point where it's like we don't trust how amazing our bodies are and the ability to like heal it. So it gave this one example of this guy who was a biker and he got hit by a car and it like launched him up into the air and like six of his vertebrae is like compressed together and they were saying like you're probably going to be paralyzed you have to have the surgery where we insert like these rods into your back and like separate your like um vertebrae and stuff like that and he was just like something in me felt not right about that so he's like so I took the chance I went home and he started doing a lot of like mental like awareness so he would be like I would visualize my vertebrae healing themselves And, like, it was super interesting because, like, when you're hearing that, you're like, oh, this guy is a weirdo. But, like, he literally It's, like, mindfulness, like, like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And another, like, person was saying her mom died of cancer. And because of that, like, she took on a lot of stress. Like, she didn't have a way, again, to, like, get rid of all those emotions. She didn't deal with it properly. And so it manifested and she started getting this pain in her lower stomach. She was like, something's wrong, something's wrong. She went to the doctor and found out, like, they did a colonoscopy and she had stage 4 cancer Mm. and stuff. And she's like, what in the world? Like, this just came out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's stage 4. And she was, like, trying to live a healthy lifestyle. Like, she was exercising, eating right, and everything. But, like, yeah, it's, like, a huge effect of stress. And so she didn't want to do radiation, but her brother's like, you need to, like, there's no way you're going to heal this on your own. She waited a couple months and then finally, like, she caved in because, like, the brother was pressuring her, but she also was like, I'm going to do as much as I can to try and treat this, like... Mm -hmm with my mind and, you know, stuff like that. So she was like seeing like a healer, I think she called her or something like that. But really, it was just, no, it wasn't like that. (laughs) It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to heal you with a miracle. It was a lot of like mindfulness and diet and meditation, releasing anger and stress and all of that like that. She even told her, she's like, you need to think of the chemotherapy and radiation not as poison going into your body because what you tell your body is obviously, like, it becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. So, she was saying you need to think of it as, like, little tiny lightning bolts that are shrinking the tumor. Like, they're targeting just that bad stuff. Like, don't think about it as, like, hurting the rest of your body. So, like, she was doing that, like, doing the medicine because, obviously, like, cancer, like, Especially when it's stage four. It's something you You have have to to treat. Yeah, you really have to deal with. But also she was doing her mindfulness to not be like, oh, I'm not going to let this cancer take over my body, you know what I mean? Which is really important. And she ended up healing from it. Yeah. So, like I said, the documentary is, like, really, really interesting. It, like, fascinates me. And there's so many things that you can, like, get into with this. Like, that's pretty cool. All right, so... I researched some emotional signs of stress because like Ruth was saying if you don't realize that you're stressed yourself like it can manifest in other ways. Yeah. Um I have the more like physical symptoms written down. Okay, so I'll say what I have and then you can add in whatever. Okay. Okay, so the first thing it said is depression or general unhappiness. Mm. Uh the second is anxiety and agitation. Third, moodiness, irritability or anger. Four feeling overwhelmed. Five, loneliness and isolation, and six other mental or emotional problems. Me, depression <laughs> and uh and, and feeling, overwhelmed. feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> so pick your numbers. Which one are you? You can like feel a weight sometimes, you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll just wake up and I feel like heavy and I'm like Ugh. It's really interesting how much stress and anxiety like go hand in hand. Yeah. And, like, that's a whole other thing that we can get into. Yeah, that's another thing that we should talk about in our anxiety episode is that so many people think that, it like, anxiety comes out of nowhere. But it's, like, you have to do, like, you kinda digging. Yeah, yeah, And you then you realize, oh, what's like, being triggered this is what's by. triggering it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going along with the anxiety thing, like, I have been super stressed about school and just, like, life in general right now. And lately... I've been waking up from naps like having an anxiety attack. Yeah, she literally just had one. I had one today, and it was really bad. And uh, and my mom was like, "Well, you have a lot of stuff going on right now. Like you have a lot of stress. Look how far she's come. I know. Our mom was one of those people that didn't like believe a lot in like mental health and everything like that. But but, now she, she does. Now she's educated. She always talks to us about it too, and like yeah. Anyway, But it was funny because I was watching this other documentary that was all about diet and, like, how terrible the American diet, the American is. diet is and everything that they put in it. And because I tragically lost someone, it's, that's, like, one of the things that I still have to deal with. So, like, things trigger me. So, like, my sister and my mom came downstairs and I was like, you guys can't eat this and this and this because it's, like, I'm so afraid of, like, losing, losing them. people. But anyways, my mom was like... <laughs> Ew, no, don't (laughs) watch that. You can't watch that. She literally said, Ew. She's like waving her hands over the TV. (laughs) Don't watch that because then you'll be afraid about everything (laughs) and then you won't eat anything. And I was like, Well, if you, (laughs) there's proof in research that these things are bad, why wouldn't you take that into consideration? So she still has a little ways to come with that. But because of my health problems, my aunt is a doctor in Australia and she is making me go gluten free. I'm also dairy free, and, and I'm, she's also working on her <laughs> mind. And I'm also being vegan, pretty much. So I'm like on an intense diet right now, and we can follow up in a couple weeks to see how that's actually works. How your body's doing with the mindfulness that I'm working on. So um, now we're gonna transition to physical symptoms. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So physical is like. Headaches are a big one. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure, heart palpitations. Abby <laughs> Stop staring at me. I'm like nah, no, Abby I because All of right these now. symptoms she has. Um it's like GI also, problems. I was I was um So if you're, diagnosed diagnosed, <laughs> I have like, you're like, nauseous you but <laughs> general I'm not saying us exposed okay anyways I was saying that I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and my mom didn't believe it which is called the worry disease just (laughs) so you guys know but anyways that's why they're always like palpitations and I'm like okay well it even happens when I'm not feeling like stress about anything I'll literally just be sitting there it doesn't matter it's your body's reaction to it it's like shortness of breath sweating Nauseous, you're tired all the time. You know what's really interesting is when I meditate, because a lot of it does like obviously mindful breathing and like deep breaths, mm-hmm. I literally feel like something is pressing like on my chest. You tell me that all the time. It's really weird. So I don't know what that is. Hmm. Maybe it's like my body not fully like letting go or it's like triggering my asthma. Yeah, I Who was knows? like oh, you have asthma. <laughs> but like physical symptoms can manifest into like your chronic like illnesses. So like if you have high blood pressure, that can affect your heart and you can have like a heart attack or a stroke or you can get like plaque in your arteries and stuff like that. You can develop cancer too. Yeah, you can develop cancer. And like another big thing is like your immune system is so compromised when you have stress. So like if you notice that you're getting sick all the time or you're like losing weight or you just like don't feel good and you don't know why, like reevaluate the stress in your life. Super interesting. So there's that. Are you done now? I'm done. Can I go on? Yeah, we can go. Yeah. So basically, if you don't deal with the stress or the trauma, it's going to stay with you. It's not just magically going to go disappear. Because you know, they're like, time heals all, but like. Sometimes if you know, it doesn't, though. If you don't like actively work deal on with it, it, then it's not, yeah, going to go away by itself. Yeah. Because again, you're going to have those triggers like something triggers you years later. It's like when they say oh, I'm rubbing salt in the wound, you know? If you don't care, if you don't take care of the wound, maybe it's because of my wound. <laughs> maybe it's because of my wound. <laughs> um, if you don't c- take care of that and, like, heal it, then any little thing that, like, hurts it, if a little salt comes in your life, <laughs> then it's going to hurt it and it's going to, like, re-trigger it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, next week, we're going to be talking about PTSD. Yeah. Because it's something that we struggle with. Because it goes a lot along with this. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like the beginning of our mental health series. Then. Woo, Woo! Guys! guys? I'm really excited. Me too. Okay. So because we need to get rid of it, let's talk about some stress management techniques and like outlets for your stress. So I wrote down a bunch of thoughts. Me um, too. Do you want me to say mine and then you can say yours? Yeah. Okay. So exercise Always really helps me, um, because it, like, takes your mind off of it, and then also, like, you feel really good after, and you're helping your body physically, so, I mean, it boosts your endorphins and everything. Wait, endorphins are bad. Are they good or bad? No, endorphins are good. Your Serotonin? No, that's your sleep. Serotonin is, like, mood stabilizer. Oh, anyways. That's good. It makes you feel really good. So, there's that. Dopamine. <laughs> meditation. Um, I love following Boho Beautiful's, like, meditation and yoga on YouTube. She's amazing. The only person I follow. So, guys, go and look her up. Also, I've been putting on, like, there's different frequencies. and yeah, you're telling me about that. It's super interesting. There's, like, different frequencies. There's, like healing positivity like whatever stuff like that so I've been putting on like this healing frequency while I'm doing my meditation and it, like I feel so good after interesting I know she was telling me that I need to do it with her and I told her I don't have time right now but <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> force you but to do when that. I'm done with school I will no. eight more days it's only 10 minutes eight more days you have 10 minutes in your day do I though <laughs> you know what? What? I'm kidding I'm this kidding is, I'm kidding is, I do this I is do. a side note. But when people say, I don't have time for something, you need to change it to, that's not a priority to me, because if it was a priority, you wouldn't make time for it. So, your mental health is not a priority to you? Is it? Not? You don't have 10 are minutes? Are you asking me or are you saying that? You don't that? have 10 minutes in your day? It's a general thing going No, on. I'm talking to you. Are oh, you talking to me? No, it is a priority, but okay. school is also a priority no. to me. Do you want me to succeed or not? Sweetie. If I don't succeed, oh my, my mental health will not be good. <laughs> okay. I'm hot. <laughs> We're getting really sidetracked, so I'm just going to go on to the next one. Okay, yeah. Uh, and The next one is journaling. This helps me a lot. Just mm. being able to get my thoughts out without like, necessarily having to talk to someone else because some things, it's like you'd rather just keep private. I think especially with my mental health, I like to journal it out. I write and share it with people. I also Thanks I write letters to God, too. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, dear God, this is what I got going on. And then I'll just, like, write out everything. Yeah. So another way you could do that is through prayer. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, just talking to God. Mm -hmm. And like we were saying earlier, that because it is a part of our backgrounds, like, yeah, we have to take care of the mental part of it. But it's also, like, yeah, giving it to God is, like, such a peace like you have such a peace because Mm -hmm. you have to realize that some things are out of your control Mm -hmm. and so you can't keep on stressing about that you have to give it to the person that doesn't have control over that which is god yeah also kind of like going off of like journaling and praying and stuff like that like for me sometimes I just have to speak my thoughts out loud in order to like get them out of my brain like talking to someone else talking to someone yeah. yeah or even like I'll just like pray but I'll say everything that I need to say because it like hmm. it kind of helps like I visualize it yeah, as me like helps you getting stuff getting out. out of my brain I'm like I actually yeah like I do it all the time and it's like I don't know people think I'm complaining or like venting about people but you like complain a lot I know but she does complain a lot. <laughs> I also like but also part of it is like I have to, have to it get out, it out of my system otherwise and sometimes, it's gonna turn into yeah and sometimes it just comes out when I'm talking to people and it's like they're like oh you're nasty or, you know, you're, like, complaining about it. But, like, no, I have to get it out because if that thought is in my head and I don't speak it, then it, like, stays in my brain and I can't get rid of it any other way. Okay, so <laughs> next one. Talking with family and friends is really important. Um, we if you FaceTime our nephew a lot. Oh, <laughs> the little, little baby. baby so cute little teeth mm, two widow teeth (laughs) his teeth make my day (laughs) he's so cute and he he literally has only two bottom teeth and And he he does this cheesy smile it's the cutest thing ever if you don't feel like you have someone that you're comfortable going to I would recommend seeing a therapist because Mm. they're an objective third party Mm. so sometimes it's nice to just talk to someone that like doesn't know the people that maybe are causing the problems in your life or like don't have any judgment. Sometimes it's just easier to talk to a stranger about it because yeah like you said you're not going to have that judgment there. Yeah. And even like that's a big thing that we learned in school is like nurses always have to have a non-judgmental approach so that people will trust you to talk because they know like okay you're not judging me when I'm telling you about this. Yeah. Eating healthy Mm. is a big thing. Um, Obviously what you put into your body is Going to affect you, so mm. fuel it with good things. Although sometimes French fries do really sometimes you sometimes do need you need some cheese fries food. from Portillo's to lift up your spirit. It's really true, or some ice cream, dairy free, dairy free, black free. <laughs> <laughs> um, practice gratitude. Mm. That's another thing it was saying on the documentary is like you will have everything inside of you that you need to heal, mm-hmm. so you have to be like. I'm thankful that I have all this, like, inside of me to heal and, like, stuff like that. Remember because Vicky was like, saying that when yeah. she was talking about, so, our friend's mom is, like, super, like, holistic, natural, like, all that stuff. And she's very into, like, finding, like, if you have a certain problem with your body, like, she... Herbs and, like, supplements. Yeah, she can, like, find an herb or a supplement that'll help you like figure out anyways but we were talking to her about childbirth because she had like a bunch of kids and she did it all natural Mm -hmm. and we were like how did you do that and she's like well I believe that God puts like strength in us and he puts everything in us that we need to be able to accomplish these things and I was like wow what a woman we love her we love Vicky (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I was saying when you're opening yourself up and like you're in a mindset of gratefulness that more good things are going to come to you you know it's a law of attraction really. mm, yeah so kind of going off of that reframing your thinking is a big thing yeah. and I even said that like in the book for school like your brain and your thoughts have so much power so like if you're constantly looking at your stress from like a negative like viewpoint like oh why is this happening to me this isn't fair blah 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 that's gonna manifest in your body but it's better to reframe your thinking and And, like, ask yourself, okay, what can I learn from this? Or what are the positives from this? And, like, that'll help you a lot more. And I actually have been trying to do that more. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm going through something, I'm always, like, okay, like, why, God, are you putting me through this? Like, what do I need to learn from this? But also, you can, yeah, instead of being, like, why is this happening, you can be, like, what is this teaching me? Yeah. How you think about life and how you view things, like, is what your reality is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's literally the next thing I had was replace negative thoughts with positive ones. Mm-hmm. And then, like, let go. Just, like, let go of all that crap. And then once you, like, surrender, then, like, things will put themselves into place. Yeah. I have crying. Uh I'm a big believer in crying because it literally like it releases the tension, like the physical tension from your body. Yeah. And it kind of like resets your mind a little bit to allow you to think clearly. Crying helps me release a lot of tension. Obviously, if you're excessively crying all the time, that's not good, but a cry every once in a while is good for you. So don't be afraid to cry. Even guys, it's okay to cry. (laughs) Let it all out. I feel like guys struggle with this. Guys cry. I'm like, oh no, because that means that they really care. (laughs) Sometimes guys are cute. (laughs) Other times, not a big fan. All right. Anyways, um, I also have like, um, getting good sleep Mm -hmm. is a big thing because again, that helps heal your body. Yeah. Because it gives your body a rest and it like regenerates everything. Yeah. And also, what is that? The quote from Dumbledore when he's like. Dreaming is a way of, like, escaping or, like, something like that. Um, <laughs> Should we tell him, let him dream. <laughs> <We're in> dreams. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, we dreams. That's like that. On that one! If you guys know what that is, Dumbledore oh, has so much really ones. He really does. Um, I also have breathing exercises, which you kind of talks about with, like, your yeah, whole, like, meditation. yoga thing. Yeah. But, like, I remember I had posted on Instagram about me being, like, stressed out and, like, anxiety and stuff like that. And someone told me they do like a five, four, three, two, one rule. So it's like while you're breathing, like doing deep breathing, you look on like five things that are blue, four things that are red, and like go down all the way to, to one. And it kind of just helps you like reorient yourself to like to reality and like get you really present in the moment. Okay and like resets everything. That's really interesting because I came across this quote the other day that said, If you're depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. future. But if you're, like, calm or whatever at peace, then you're living in the wow, present. Oh, so, I like that. Yeah. That's really good. So it is, like, breathing is a huge thing, like, because it does bring your thoughts in your mind everything back into being in the it, present It, like, helps moment. you to refocus on yeah. things. Because a lot of times when you're stressed or you're anxious, like, you can't think clearly. It's, like, everything is just jumbled in your head and, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it makes things worse because you're, like, right. Great. Well, what am I supposed to do now? (laughs) But then when you do that, it kind of, like I said, it just like clears out like a path in your mind for you to focus on things. Kind of all the things that you had, I had. So, well, the last thing I had was self care. Mm. And if you follow me on Instagram or like my blog, I literally am talking about it all the time, like, how important self-care is, and especially this year, it's, like, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. Yeah. Because, one, with the pandemic, obviously, everything is crazy, and, like, all of our mental health and stressors have been crazy right now. And the election and everything. Yeah. But then also, like, even just with me starting, like, to be self-employed, Mm. obviously I put a lot of extra stress on myself because I'm like, oh, I have to do this, 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 this. Yeah. And, like, mm. extra stress on lot myself of, for school, too. Well, a lot of, like, successful people... Wow, I can't speak. A lot of successful people have talked about the balance between self-care and working really hard. Mm. Because you can't always just be, like, grinding. Like, Americans are always like, oh, back on the grind, Ooh, blah, blah, blah. What's that quote Um, where it's, like, Americans... Oh, Americans from, <laughs> yeah. live to work, but Europeans, Europeans work, work to live. live. This is why I need to live in Europe. It's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Because we have that mindset where it's like, one, you always need to be filling the empty time with doing something productive. Mm-hmm. And then the more that you're working, the more that you'll get ahead. Which, yes, that's true. But also, if you're constantly... Like, think of your car. If you're constantly, like, like putting all these miles all the on it, blah, 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 and not changing your oil or, or like, getting your gas, you yeah know. all that stuff, like, obviously, it's going to burn out. Or your phone, if you're using it all day and you don't take time to recharge it, you're not going to be able to use it. Yeah. So, like, think of your body the same way. Like, yes, working hard and everything is important, but taking the time for yourself, your mental health, your, like, physical well-being is just as important yeah and another thing that we were saying how like empathetic people like struggle with that a lot this quote said like you can't pour from an empty cup so if you're expecting to give others like all this love and reassurance and whatever but like you don't have it in yourself like and, like, it's not gonna, gonna work. It. No, it's so true. I feel like I'm learning. Finding a balance is a really big thing for me. Yeah, because I'm like, and another wow, I have like so many quotes for you. Anatomy is. They say you don't find a balance; you have to create the balance. Yeah, and like for me right now, like it's school because I'm almost done. So it's like because I'm almost done, I'm pushing myself extra hard to study harder and to get really good grades. But also like in the past couple weeks, we've had a lot of just like life like events and like family events going on so it was like I had to tell myself family is more important than school and Mm -hmm. like it's okay to take a break to be with family or even to give myself a break because like I don't know like for me I feel guilty sometimes when I like take a break from school I'm like I should be studying I shouldn't be you know watching tv right now or like something like that but you do need those moments to just give yourself a rest totally agree Work-life balance and everything We're uh, like We're that. working on it. It's something we're both working on, like actively working on, I feel like. It's something that you definitely have to be aware of. You mm. have to recognize that there's a problem and then go about fixing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. The thing that happened with my health and everything is, because I just had a doctor's appointment this past week and my doctor was kind of crappy, mm. but basically she was just saying like, oh, we don't know what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. There's basically like no hope and it's not like I'm dying or anything. I don't want like people to think that. But that was, like, I broke down crying in the car. Like, I called my boyfriend and I was, like, sobbing to him because I was, like, this can't be a blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, I had to hit my breaking point. And then that night, because, like, I put something about it on Instagram, and one of my friends told me to watch that documentary. And it really changed my mindset about so many things and brought awareness to me that I haven't healed from a bunch of stuff in my past. Yeah. And it's like because of that that's probably why this it's is manifesting. manifesting because they can't find physical problems with me besides the fact that I might be gluten intolerant but like besides that a lot of it because when I think back to when all this started was when all those huge major events in my life yeah. happened and like since then I've never been physically like or like mm-hmm. mentally and you can the tell same, me that several so times you're you're like I never got a chance to like fully grieve or to like fully, yeah because again you said that you just repressed everything and even sometimes abby and i will be talking about what happened to us and abby will be like i don't even remember that like yeah. i don't i, I just like, i blocked it, it out i don't remember it and i'm like how do you not remember it yeah. like but also with because i lost someone tragically and because like it was my boss but i worked with his wife yeah so i felt like i had to be the strong, the strong one. one so i never really dealt with it myself because i was not empathetic person and I was trying to be there for her and whenever I first started getting tested for my health problems I broke down crying to her one day because I was like I think it's because of like all that stress and everything and I was like but I don't even want to say that because I know that you've been through so much more because it like happened to you directly and she was like That does not diminish what you went through because that's real to you and it's something that, like, you need to deal with. So, like, yeah, that was, like, a huge thing and I'm honestly, like, about to start crying right now because it's just, like, it's just so much that I realized that I have to work through. Yeah. So, I hope that this podcast helped you recognize, like, if you noticed any of this in yourself that it's something... That's really important that you need to And there's no of. shame in it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you, like, mentally unstable or weak or anything like because, that. Because, like, it's, if you say the word, like, mental health, people are like, Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Yeah. Like, you got something wrong with you. But no, it's like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's a very real thing that everyone deals with and like you're human, you know, like you can't put all these high expectations on yourself that you have to be perfect and that you can't show any stress or any, you know, signs of weakness. But Mm -hmm. like this is a natural human thing. Yeah. And I feel like obviously girls handle stress in a different way, but men as well, like is a big thing that's like starting to be prevalent right now. Because, like, there's a stigma that men have to be super masculine, never show any emotion, and blah, blah, blah. But they're struggling with this, too. That's one of the main reasons why we wanted to start this podcast is because we felt like there was such a stigma against mental health and everything like that. Mm -hmm. We wanted to bring more awareness to people that it's okay, and this is how you can help deal with it. Yeah. And I love that Ruth has, like, the medical background, too. And then it's like, I'm kind of the more emotional. So it's like we hit... What people like, we just really hope that it helps you. It's not just us like stating our opinions, it's like facts. Like it's actual truth, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we really hope that this episode helps you guys. And it honestly helped me talking about yeah. it too. That's like, why I feel like these podcasts sometimes it's like therapy sessions for me. Yeah, it's because like, it's I'm us just like. This, it out. Well, I mean, this is what we do all the time, anyways. Like sometimes yeah, we'll have these like other super like deep conversations. You guys are letting in our conversations. <laughs> Welcome. We hope that this really helps you, and if it does, like honestly, let us know. Because that's super encouraging when people say it, you know. Or if there's anything that you want us to talk about. Because before we record every podcast episode, we do a ton of research. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if there's anything that you want us to, like, look into or talk about, please let us know. Our DMs and everything are always open. And like we said next week we're going to be talking more about PTSD. Yeah, which so is like gonna be going along with the triggering, but anyways. Yeah, we hope that you guys enjoyed it and you'll hear from us next week. Bye bye. It's a journey.